Sound, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Jet, he shoots. Save, Hellebuck. Did he was screened by Kreider. He scores! For Friday, May 3rd, Friday the 13th, I don't like that, Friday, May 13th, 2022, um, it's the, uh, it's the Lace Up Hockey Podcast, it's been a while, um, I'm trying to talk with a level amount of emotion, I don't know if I should be feeling too high right now, or if I should be feeling too low right now, we're gonna find out tonight, we'll get to that in a minute, but, um, it's been a while. How you doing? Uh, I'm Bruce Spataglia of the High Button. Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing better than the last time we spoke. That's for sure. Yeah, the um, boys are back. Yeah, Friday Friday May thirteenth, the um, nine year anniversary of Bruins Leafs Game Seven. Good stuff. Really. Good stuff. Did not know that. Yeah, I, I remember because I had to catch a uh, that's fair international flight the the next morning, so that was good. It's gonna be it's gonna be great in like uh, in like twenty thirty years when we're all getting to that retirement age and it's you're just meeting Leaf fans like hey where were you uh, on May thirteenth mm-hmm. two thousand thirteen? Thunder Bay's own Julia Tasheri posted the um, post a picture of you the last time the Leafs won a, a playoff yeah, series. Yeah, I saw that, and it was the best because it's her in like. IP <laughs> playing for the Elks. Yeah, roughly. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a while ago for sure. Um, but uh, that's just that's just you know he, neither here nor there because we don't we don't know we don't know what happens yet. This is future us. Yeah. Talking, so yeah. Who it's who's to say? From beyond the grave, you might say. Yeah. Um, how did uh, how did COVID go for you? Did you enjoy your COVID experience? Oh yeah. Good times. I mean, I'm happy it's over because uh, I have many things planned this summer, and if the doctors are correct, uh, it means I'm probably not going to get COVID this summer. So uh, I'm happy about that. I want to golf and travel, and it's going to be a good time. So if I was going to get it, uh, the week after hockey season was like the perfect time. Are you going to golf during travel? Um, There's a high possibility we're going to golf when we're in Halifax. Um, the interesting thing, right, is Halifax is, is home of, like, one of the nicest golf courses in the world in Cabot Cliffs, but I, uh, I, uh, didn't reserve it six months in advance, so mm. obviously we, uh, I don't think we're going to Cabot Cliffs specifically. But, no walk-ons, I, I assume. Uh, no, it doesn't seem like mm. it. It was a, uh, request your booking was what I got when I went to their website. I'm like, wow. oh, request? Wow. Oh, really? You're going to tell me if I'm coming there. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. That, uh, that's that, fun. That we, we didn't book that, but uh, we'll, we'll probably do something. I don't know. There's uh, there's plenty of places to go there. Uh, speaking of anniversaries, hmm. uh, it is you know, the one-year anniversary of uh, Mr. Kawhi Leonard and his shot. Right now as we speak, yeah. Yes, yeah. currently. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I'm just saying, it's been, uh, uh, historically, tonight has been a better night for Toronto sports. So. Yeah, May 12th has been kinder yeah. than May 13th, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, that being said, we, we gotta get going here. Like, it's, it's, uh, puck drop in, like, an hour. We gotta, mm-hmm. you know, move and groove. So, lots to get to. Haven't talked in a while. Um, let's, let's start off with, with the bad. Great. And then we'll do the good, and then we'll do the ugly. Oh, How's that sound? Oh, good. Okay. All right. So, let's get the bad out of the way. Uh, Darnell Nurse. Oh, bad. Um, pulled the Zinedine Zidane. Oh, I thought you were talking about the defenseman uh, by himself. Okay, yeah. Uh, against Philip Deneau and got himself a, a tidy little one-game suspension mm-hmm. for headbutting. Um, th- this was a this was a weird decision from player safety in the sense that like this this probably should have been five. And the consensus that I've seen anyway, uh, going around, is that because Deneau wasn't injured on the play, uh, it wasn't longer than the game that that uh, Nurse got. Yeah. Now I'm trying to like figure out what what do you think like the the Mount Everest of offenses you could take, where a guy doesn't end up like getting hurt. And you you could get more than more than a game in the playoffs from player safety. Like, what's the worst thing you could do? Where a guy doesn't get hurt, but like he's he's still gonna get a multiple game suspension because it doesn't seem to be a thing if, if this didn't get it. Uh, headbutting's pretty high on the list, I would say. That's what like I a like a cross check from behind, I think is is pretty bad. Maybe equally as bad to be Did Jake to be DeBrusque honest. Come back in that game when Kadri got suspended there. Oh, I don't I don't know. Mm. Uh, probably, uh, you know. So I that might count. So I, I don't really happen to remember anyone ever getting seriously hurt against the Leafs uh, in this era. So Nazem Kadri aside, because he's just good for one suspension a year. Sure. Um, yeah, this, this like this is this is the benchmark. No, headbutting a dude. It's bad. Like this has got to be this. It, like look, minimum two. Minimum. Yeah. It's just gross, you know. Like I don't, just I don't dumb. really, I don't really yeah. know how else to word it. Like it's just, uh, it's, it's. I mean, I, I like, I don't know too, though, right? Like the the other thing, like to your point, is like, um, you know, a guy putting his entire body weight uh, as a cross check into cross checking a guy in the ankle. Mm. I thought, arguably, is worse than headbutting for me. Well, that wouldn't happen. Um, yeah, like I was very, uh, you know, like call it over dramatic. I was very much uh, just. I don't really want to see Jared Spurgeon playing hockey again, um, but he's going to, so that's fine. I think he already has since. Um, yeah, he has since. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to find for that, right? Like for me, that was uh, that's 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 comparable. Maybe maybe not worse, but it's the same thing. It's blatantly trying to hurt a guy. Mm. What what does a nurse thing accomplish other than trying to hurt him? And the same thing, cross-checking the ankle. Well, you're trying to break his ankle, you know. Yeah. Nurse was trying to knock him out by using his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, ridiculous. Just just insane behavior, so. Yeah. Um, both uh, very dumb. Very yeah. stupid plays. Uh, another dumb and stupid play. Uh, Tony D'Angelo mm. whipping his stick over at Brad Marchand uh, on a breakaway for the empty Um now, th- this is one of those ones for me where I, I saw it. I watched the game, actually. 
Uh, cool. Not an entertaining game. But I saw, I saw that happen. And I, I'm, I'm going to say something that I know to be false. I, I know it's wrong ahead of time, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I think if it was anybody other than Brad Marchand on that breakaway, mm-hmm. DeAngelo's probably getting a fine. You know? That's that's just unsportsmanlike right there. Mm. But uh, that's there's, interesting. there's very little sympathy coming for Brad Marchand, I feel. Especially, like, you go back and you watch the tapes, and he's, he's running around mouthing off. And I'm not going to say what he said was wrong. But you can't really, like, expect much in the way of sympathy points if you're going to play the way Brad Marchand does. Anybody else on that breakaway, mm. I think there's a fine coming. But... That's interesting. I don't really know that I've seen many instances of like, I don't know. Has well, have, has that ever happened before? Like that aggressive of a stick toss? I can't remember one. So it's one of those things where it's like I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Like, just put it this way: uh, Should it have been a fine for me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but but here's where me and player safety differ. Like something like that, where it obviously like wasn't really going to hurt anyone really an inconsequential play mm-hmm. uh would be like a ten thousand dollar fine in my in my nhl like that's you know where like i i've also watched a sport where a guy will get like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine for wearing like a picture of his mom on his cleats uh in football you know like that that was an insane era to be alive um so you know like something that teaches incredibly horrible habits to uh, the youth watching the game, uh, the youth. I think is super detrimental. So I, I would, I think it's, I think that's a ten thousand dollar fine in my world. But also, like cross checking a guy in the ankle trying to break his ankle is like a two million dollar fine in mm-hmm. my league. So I feel like I can, I can envision like a stick toss like ten years ago. I couldn't say the, the players involved, but I, I feel like that Bruins Philly series in like twenty ten or twenty eleven had had something similar. Yeah. But the thing, the thing about that was like. It happened, and immediately, like, all ten guys in the ice just gathered in the corner, and punches were being thrown, and it was like, alright, like, whatever the outcome there was, like, clearly escalated into something else. Right. Whereas this was just like, he tosses his stick, and Marchand, like, to his credit, just kind of skates away. Yeah. So it doesn't go into it, and and uh, any of that, but just, again, like, such a weird, like, you see these games, like, these playoffs have been so weird because of all the blowouts and guys getting stupid uh, yeah. at the end of them. Um, really weird playoffs for sure. And and not only that, uh, also weird because a lot of whistles. I don't know if you've uh, heard about this. A lot, no. of, a lot of whistles have been uh, been blowing around the league. You know you know the narrative about how the, the whistles oh, in the playoffs, they go away? Oh, I get it. Didn't go away this year. No. I don't know what happened. So uh, it's, been, it's been a weird year for sure. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the Jacob Truba hit? Uh, haven't seen it. Oh, haven't seen fair it. Enough. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been working a lot. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't even comment. I mean, the one thing I would say is that I think the, uh, the Penguins are in trouble if Sidney Crosby is hurt. For sure. I, I don't know if that's a hot take. <laughs> well. Uh, it certainly didn't seem to go very well for him, uh, while, while he was out there, so. No. You know. Yeah, you're you're probably not too far off on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, though they do lead the series, so I, I could yeah. see them sneaking through 
but any anything beyond that, maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not like I have like uh, you know a, a plethora of faith in uh, in the Rangers as it is either, though, right? So right. you know, there, there's also that to it. Now, here's the hilarious thing: hmm. if you uh, if you type in Jacob Truba hit on uh, on Twitter, uh, the search bar, up. Uh, yeah, Jujar Kara for sure, Nathan McKinnon a few days later. Two things we talked about on this podcast. Um, but, uh, the, the Sidney Crosby hit, I gotta say, like, like you look at the guy involved and it's hard to like, not take that into account. You know, you're talking about Jake Chuba, a guy that's had these instances all year long. I really have a hard time believing this was like any malice involved. You know what I mean? It's an awkward play. Well, and and that's the other thing too, right? Was like, you know, with the other two incidents, because I've definitely seen those, obviously, you know, everyone was quick to get up in arms. But like, those hits only looked bad in like incredibly super slow-mo. And like most hits look bad in super slow-mo. Like you could hit a guy shoulder to shoulder and his head's still going to fucking like twist around and maybe hit the other guys in the shoulder like Mm -hmm. it just when you slow everything down every everything looks bad and everything looks intentional and um you know like that that was the whole thing like the Kara hit looked horrible yeah uh and then the more you watch it it's like oh no it it just it looked horrible but it wasn't yeah you know and the McKinnon thing was way cleaner than that so um yeah, I, I I don't know. I again, I haven't seen it, but uh, like it's one of those hits too, where like like Crosby gets. I guess I hit. could just pull it up instead of like saying <laughs> over and over again, I haven't seen it. He gets hit, but like he he gets right back up. If only the internet was a thing, right? And he didn't. He wasn't down on the ice. He wasn't knocked out. Clearly, something's up. Like he left the game. Didn't didn't play. But he's catching a puck. He's like trying to bat it down. His head's down. He's you know, and it's it's like. Truba's got two options here. Uh, I can either let Sidney Crosby, uh, possibly the greatest hockey player in the world, uh, stop and collect himself and uh, prepare to try to score my goaltender, or I can just like keep my momentum and follow through with this hit I've more or less already committed to. And mm. neither's a great option, I guess, if you're a, if you're a fan of the Rangers. Uh, but. I, I don't see what else he was really supposed to do in this You've situation. seen it a bunch, eh? Like, is, is there only one angle on it? Or are there multiple angles? There's, like, the TV one, and there's, like, a reverse one, like, as Truba's coming towards okay, the camera. Okay, so, at most, but I can't see the other angle, so I don't even know if this is true. I could see, from the TV angle, potential for a high-sticking penalty. Because, hmm. uh, I mean, his hands are really high. Like, it looks like his hands kind of just hit Crosby in the face. But it's mostly just an awkward hit mm-hmm. like that not now nah, i don't know that's um i don't know that is one of those ones where it actually just kind of i hate to say it it just it seems like it's unfortunate crosby got hurt and that's pretty much where you leave it at I, that I think it, 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 it is. it's a bit of a high hit don't get me wrong but i don't know i don't know it's maybe a high stick to me and that's about it like there's there's been many of other hits in these playoffs alone that i have bigger issue with than this one it's just i think part of the problem is sure we're talking about Sidney crosby we're talking about a high hit well like put, put it this way for me like if truba's getting a game clifford probably should have got four or five sure like that that's where i would leave it at right it's just like you're right like we've seen a lot worse and that maybe that doesn't make it right but 
you know, if, if one's a game, then this is nothing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other funny business you wanted to talk about, uh, no, you're, the, first... the world is your oyster the right now. The world is my oyster. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I might be allergic to oysters. We'll, we'll have to find out. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, like if that's the case, like let's, let's just jump into the series then. Cause we've been like tiptoeing around sure. uh, all the series talking about all these different, uh, all these different suspensions and, and, and what's going on. And, um, Tonight is, for uh, everybody living outside of the state of Tennessee, tonight is the first night of Elimination Games. So, uh, a lot to talk about, obviously. We've, we've already missed one complete series. So let's talk about that one. Let's get it out of the way. Your thoughts on Colorado-Nashville, uh, a 4 nothing sweep for the Avalanche. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I knew Nashville wasn't really going to do all that well. I didn't really think that Colorado was going to successfully blow them out in three or four games. Right, like, and I, I mean, I understand Game Four was five three, but it was, uh, yeah, it was also very close for most of the game, and then it ended good up game, being five three. Yeah, like, it, like it was all right, you know, and um, yeah, like they just really like if that was the best they had, you know, because they didn't really like that two one win. They didn't play well either. Um, you know, Connor Ingram played well, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, it was it was a bloodbath. I mean, I guess it's nice to see Colorado does look like they have some killer instinct to them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is going to be now them sitting for a while, and you know, like like they're almost undoubtedly going to come out slow in game one. You would think of the next series, right? Like, I mean, if history's taught us anything, we'll still see. But um, the question is, is if they do come out slow. Do they, you know, overreact to that and maybe, you know, tense up? Or do they just kind of loosen up as the series goes on and go back to playing their game? Um, or do they just show up and blow the doors off of the Blues or the the Wild, you know, like like we think that they should? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But, uh, but yeah, no, my thoughts on that series, uh, I'm happy it's over. And I'm sure the Predators are too. Now... One narrative that I think we we can talk about when it comes to the series, because we're talking about four games here. It was quick and like we missed talking about it at all. That's how quick this series was. Um, well, we didn't talk about any series because we, we didn't do uh, we didn't do playoff previews anything we like didn't that. Do anything. I uh, for what it's worth too, because I did do my playoff predictions in the in the uh, in the odds that we were going to do a, a playoff prediction episode, and we almost did. Um, I I had the Avs in five. Uh, just for the sheer logic that I figured, I don't know, the Predators maybe get a bunch of power plays or something. Sure. Else, but Hockey, right? Yeah. 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 Um, do we know anything about Darcy Kemper at this point? I haven't heard a thing. So, but can anyone, like, was he not on the bench for Game 4? I, that I don't know. I thought they just started Francouz because they just wanted to give Kemper a rest. You might be right, yeah. but I have no idea. I honestly don't even know if there's a way to look up who was the backup goaltender in any given game. But um, Yeah, I, I, I didn't think Kemper's out. Um, and even if he is, I don't I don't know. I don't place uh, Kemper as being uber important to their success when Fransuz is playing decent. Look, yeah, Fransuz playing great. Nothing against yeah, that. Yeah, like, he's he's also a good goalie. The The only thing I've heard about Kemper uh, after the injury was literally Jared Bednar saying saying to uh, the uh, press, uh, he can see. 
which is that's great, but also like not super encouraging. Okay. <laughs> if like the bear, if if the bar is yeah, he can see out of his eye. I don't know. Like, maybe it's nothing serious. Maybe I'm reading too much into that comment. But uh, so was it? Like, it's an eye injury. Yeah. He uh, the stick went right through the mask. Oh. And it I don't was. Think I saw it. It was really upsetting because like right away. Like, the play is going on, but right away he throws the mask off. He starts skating to the bench. He gets, like, halfway to the bench. He, like, kind of, like, falls down. He's holding his face. When was this? Game three? Uh, yeah, game three. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. So, it looked bad. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that it is bad, but it just looked like, oh, fuck. Like, did this guy just lose his eye? <laughs> like, yeah. You, you don't want to see that shit. Well, so. as someone who's had uh, eye injuries in the past, uh, they, they don't heal all that quickly either, no. I guess, is the concern no. there. So that's That was kind of my, my, my thinking there. You know, minor but or serious. The other question on the flip side of this, UC Saros. Yeah. If, if he's in net, and I'm not taking anything away from Connor Ingram because he had a great game too. Sure. But it wasn't really that great after that. If UC Saros is in this series, do we get to like six games? No. No? Not for me. Really, eh? No, and like that had nothing to do with me taking them in five necessarily, right? Like, because the Saros thing got, if I'm pretty sure, got announced in between. No, it was the last week of the regular season, so I guess I did factor that in. But the thing is, is like if UC Saros does every game what Connor Ingram did, like the, the Avalanche still probably win game one like at least four to two. Uh, you know, I thought Ingram played really well in a game where I've never seen a team get shit kicked quite that way in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, but, like, Riddick gave up five of those. That's what I'm saying. Like, Ingr- Ingram played really well, and, and it's still, like, they still were getting shit kicked. Like, uh, like Saros is still going to let in a bunch of those goals. Okay. I guess. Like, like, I, like, I that, that... like what I'm saying is that game should have been, like, 16-2. to two. That was fucked up. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, 2-1, like, say Saros does that. But game three, like, like whatever. It's it's garbage time goals. Like, it's just, I don't know. that. Like, I don't, I don't think Saros makes a sizable difference mm. in that series necessarily. It was a series where the Predators uh, were lucky to have the puck. And, uh, you know, that was about it. Fair enough. Um, I was going to get the winner of Minnesota-St. Louis, which we'll get to in a second. But going into the offseason, season's over, Nashville... Uh, what's the plan here? What, what, like they—they they are such a weird team for me because they've got what you might call like the goalie of the future, who's there now, playing great. Connor Ingram has certainly proven himself. Uh, Roman Yossi just had a career year on the on the back end, but this—that this really does feel like a team that's just needing to rebuild. Like you—you got to kind of tear it down, and yet. What, like where do you start, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm I'm curious to to hear what your what your thoughts on for like Nashville. Are they going to go into next season thinking, hey, we're we're going to get better, we're going to have a better season next year? I find it hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, like the the biggest thing for them, right, is the what stands in the way is the massive contracts. Like they they don't. Uh... If they can find a home for Ryan Johansson, it's probably going to be on LTIR for another team, right? Like, Duchesne had a good year. Like, like that's encouraging, is that he's not completely a deadweight contract True. anymore. If anything, yeah. he actually was close to a bargain or market value this year, right? Like, he, he was great. Um, so that's encouraging, right? Is to see that, he you know, you don't have two incredible deadweight contracts at center there. You, you maybe have one. 
Um, you know, Forsberg's looking good, but the issue there is, does he stay? And why would he stay? And, and what do you, what do you have for him to stay? You know, um, you're right. It's, it's tough. Like th this is a team more so than Dallas and more so than a, than a, a few other teams that are in the playoffs. Like of any team that made the playoffs, and I guess it's easy to say, cause they're already out. The Predators would have been best served to miss the playoffs. Yeah. To be honest oh. with you. Right. Oh, like, they would have like, been. Yeah. A, you know, absolutely. Um, and the other thing is too, you're right. Like, you know, what do they do moving forward? Like, the whole backbone of this team was a, a five foot nine goaltender, uh, Matt Duchesne having the best year of his career, and a defenseman scoring uh, like a hundred fucking points and whatever, uh, who ha who has never even come close to that before, and probably won't again. I would imagine. I would be surprised. You know, like like <laughs> even like even giving him credit, like yeah, it's hard to do. Oh, so it hasn't been done for a while. Yeah, like it's an insanely difficult thing to do. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's tough. They have prospects, but nothing, you know, that I'm like, wow, we, you know. So it's uh, it's tough. You, you got to find a way to maneuver around a lot of money that's just kind of sitting there, and I think that's uh, that's your first problem. Hmm. Uh, Avs are waiting. Blues have a chance up three to two against the Wild uh, to meet them in the second round. Yeah, I just found that out today. Because I was so I was so well, I was so preoccupied with the Leafs game, and then I was working, that I never actually checked the scores before I went to bed that night because I just knew what what happened in the Leafs game. Okay, I did not know that the Blues came back and won that game. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It was two one going into the third, right? Uh, in the second at least. I don't know if it made okay. it to the third. I thought it was going into the third, yeah. but yeah, very cool. What a series. Yeah, it's insane that uh, a team is down three to two and their their best player has seven goals. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's this has been wild. <laughs> and, I, and I was talking about with talking about with talking about it with you the other night, where I have watched a large chunk of this series. Like that was, I think, the only game where I've really missed the whole thing. And I have not seen Kirill Kaprizov score. I've not seen him do like every time I turn it on, the Blues are just trucking them, and it turns out. The Wild are also playing well. I'm just missing it. It's crazy. You so, sure are. Uh, seems like a good series. I had Blues in six. And I I guess is on the verge of happening. I'm, I'm going to rattle the scores of these games off. And like, there's no way for anyone at home that's not looking at it at this moment to know who won which game. 4-0, 6-2, 5-1, This series has been insane. Yep. You, you, you come out, you're St. Louis, you win 4-0 game one. You're thinking, uh-oh. On the road, this might be a quick series. This might be over in five. Mm -hmm. What what will Wild do in the next game? Oh, yeah, just just score six goals. Yeah. Now now St. Louis's goaltending is up in the air. Huso's out. Biddington's back in. Ugh. Minnesota wins five one. Oh, okay. Well, great. Now now what do we do going into game three or game four? We've tried both our goalies. Nothing's working. Oh, we win five two. Did you see that graphic that they made? Where it was like a picture of Craig Berube and a picture of uh, of of Jordan Bennington, and it was like I don't think so. It was like quotations, and it was like Berube, you're in, and then it was like the caption. It's like Berube's comments to Bennington about who's starting game whatever, and then like the next graphic was Bennington below it, and just in quotations, okay, and everyone was like, why did we make this into a graphic? Yeah. Like you could have just not said what the conversation was and if you like if I were to picture it in my head that's exactly how I like I don't know 
what? It's like a, if it's like if I like made a graphic about like, hey, we need milk at home. Can you stop on your way home? And then I text the person back, yeah, okay. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who need? I don't. Yeah, that's how conversations work. I hate social media. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we got a game six tonight. By the time you're hearing this, it's over. It happened. We mm-hmm. don't know what happened, but mm-hmm. you do. Uh, did the Wild pull this off on the road, force game seven? Um, no, for me, uh, because I had Blues in six, and I still... The, the oh, series has sort fair. of gone how I thought it would go. Oh, Kaprizov's hey, been congratulations. Kaprizov's been, like, better than I would have thought he would have been. He's I still would have gross. thought he would be good. I didn't yeah. think he'd be insane. Um, but I figured that if the Blues were going to get their way and were going to be able to, like, play with their offense, which they have been, um, that the Wild's only chance to survive was going to be if, if Kaprizov was otherworldly. Because if you're going to get into, like, if you're going to get into a gunfight with the Blues, you're going to need to hit your shots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, that's where it's at for the Wild. So if, if they're going to win, they're, they're going to have to open it up and that's not necessarily the type of game they play but I'm not sure that they're completely incapable of playing it either so I could see it going seven uh, it's it, you know at least it's been a somewhat close series maybe not on the scoreboard but um, at least when I'm not watching the wild seem like they've been pretty good Capitals up tied for the lead league or playoff lead in uh, goals so far with Jake Gensel who I'm sure we all had on our goal leaderboard for the playoffs um yeah, I, I I'm just having fun. I, I I think these are these are two great teams. They battled all year long down the stretch for home ice. They knew they were going to play each other. Nobody can catch Colorado. Nobody worry about behind them. Um, and I want this to go seven. I I, I just think it'd be fun. Uh, great rivalry. Uh, let's let's get two more games of Capers off. See how many goals he can get uh, before the round is out. I I, I I'm gonna sure. have to maybe look up like the. The cap error record for goals in a single series. Like, like he is nine. He's, he's nine behind, I believe the the playoff record. Like, I think it's sixteen goals in a playoff is the is the record. Like, he he's he's already doing quite well. Like, cap error. Well, sorry, what did I say? He's nine behind. Yeah, the, the record's sixteen, isn't it? For cap error. No, I thought in general. Oh, Ca- I, cap error is fourteen. No, Gretzky had like twenty eight goals one year. No, I've looked it up. There's there's no way it's 28. It, it's around, like, 16 to 19. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because I remember... The reason I looked it up was I uh, I had a franchise mode with the Oilers, and I got, like, 21 goals in a playoff with McDavid. Mm-hmm. and I Or it was, like, 24. And I, like, shattered the fucking record. Like, absolutely shattered what it was. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I believe you. Yeah. But, but like, I, uh, to your credit, you know, if you told me, like, there was a year where Wayne Gretzky had, like, 40 goals in 26 games, I'd be like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. They won it the just, cup every year. It just feels right. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got, let's see how West, we're, we're already here. Um, Flames, Dallas. Calgary up 3-2 to two in a series that has already gone uh, one game longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I, Okay. I had, I had Flames in six, uh, and it's worth noting the Flames are my Stanley Cup pick. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like the thing with Dallas is like Dallas isn't uh, horrible. Like there are a lot of things to really really like about Dallas. Like like the thing is is like the Flames have uh, some of like 
they've had some of the best offensive players in the league this year on what is I consider to be a defensive team. Uh, their top line's fantastic. Their second line's great. And yet Dallas probably has the better single line in the series in Pavelski, uh, Robertson, and Hintz. And then their best defenseman is a million times better than Calgary's best defenseman. But Calgary's top pairing is probably better than Dallas's top pairing as a whole. Like, Calgary's got the better goaltender, but, like, Ottinger can catch fire. He's been great. And he's been great. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I think they match up maybe a little bit better than I thought they would. But I still thought it would be a reasonably okay series. Mm. Uh, yeah, I had Flames in six. I had him in five, honestly. Sure. I, I, I realize that's not a big difference in the big picture, but, like... I, I thought, yeah, okay, uh, maybe Dallas, uh, like you said, power plays. You know, maybe, maybe they, they steal one here or there. But yeah. this has been, this has got to be, like, the most boring series for sure. <laughs> like, there, there's been, four, there's been one game where both teams have scored at least two goals. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a New Jersey Devils 1997 type action right there. That's that's Florida Panthers, Paul Laus and Robert Shvela hooking and grabbing wow. it in the Cup final. A Paul Laws reference yeah. on the podcast. Is it Laws that's or Laus? I've only ever heard Laws, but right. Laus looks right. Yeah. I get it. Um. So game six is tonight. You clearly think it's ending tonight with the Flames uh, uh, coming on yep. top. Yeah, I do. Um. They're in Dallas. Maybe get some Texas home cooking. Yeah, I gotta tell you, like, and it's always been the case. Dallas, not an arena I would love to go into in a playoff game on the road. I don't think so. Like, that place has always been, and I hopefully always will be, Mm. fucking rocking in the playoffs. So, I am kind of rooting for Dallas in a way. Um, But, but yeah, I think the Flames will will get it done. I think it's going to be one of those games I think Dallas is going to get a lead and the Flames are just going to charge right back. I'll, I'll go 5-3 Flames. Okay. It's going to be the like highest that. scoring game of the series. Uh, yes or no, Klingberg-Kachuk fight again. <laughs> I mean, like, like here's the thing. If you're Dallas, you take that trade every time, though. Like, if you're... If, oh, if yeah. You're, if you're, like, as good as Klingberg is, like, if you're telling me that Matt Kachuk's just going to sit in the box, and even though he's done fuck all, like, at least he's not out there to be annoying. Yeah. Just keep him off the ice. Who Absolutely. cares? Go sit down and just neutralize him. Who gives a shit? He can't be annoying if he's sitting in the box. And you know what I mean? If the one guy on your team that's annoyed by him is also sitting in the box, who fucking cares? Yeah. So like um, if, if you got a if you've got a Kyle Clifford up there fighting every game, who the fuck cares? Right. Right? Calgary Flames fans should be livid that the fact that this guy keeps fucking dropping the mitts, sitting for five minutes. He um he could be doing a lot more. I mean like you know, he's he's still young enough where it kind of doesn't matter. But the thing with Kachuk is he's going to have to figure out a way to be more effective in the playoffs in the long term of his career. Mm-hmm. Because he has been, you know, you can throw narratives on Joe Thornton and young Stamkos and young Matthews and Marner all you want. Kachuk has done not a fucking thing ever in the playoffs. At least, like, it would be like, oh, Thornton wasn't very good in the playoffs. And you look and it's like, like, 13 points in 18 games. Like, like, that's something. It's not Joe Thornton, but it's something. Kachuk, what's Kachuk? It's like four or five points or something in his playoff career of like 18, 20 games. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, for a guy that's supposed to be like a, over a point per game player. He's supposed to be the best player on Calgary. Not even close right now. So he's got to find another gear. Um, 
I'm not going to lie to you. Because as deep as that team is, like they're going to need something out of him. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. He hasn't even been the most entertaining Kachuk in this series. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I got to hand it to Brady Kachuk, too. That shirt rocks. Mm-hmm. Matt Kachuk friendship tour. That's pretty funny. Pretty good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Let's get, that, let's get that guy another Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, the the clip of him like just like leaning over like Dad, 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 Dad. Hey, look, Dad, Dad. Do you see, Dad? Did you? Hey, get Dad for me. Can you get Dad for me? Dad, did you see out there, Matt? Man, crazy, right? Here's the best part. Keith's, I might even, Keith's just right pissed. Off. I might even say Keith has been more entertaining than Matt. <laughs> Holy hell, there's no way he didn't hear Brady that whole time. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, it was like during a, a, a TV timeout, yeah. eh? Like, just nothing going on in the ring. Love it. That's good. Um, Let's uh, shift over to the other half of Alberta. Sure. Uh, the Oilers are down in their series, three games to two, to the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, color me shocked. Really, eh? Yeah, I, 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 had, I had Kings in six. You know what? Like, I've done I pretty well in these playoffs, I man. I'm gonna tell you, but like, man, I I cannot believe that McDavid has not just single handedly it's figured it out. It's interesting because LA's whole mo and Elliot and Jeff were talking about it uh, uh, the other day. Like the Kings' whole mo is to just stay disciplined. And yeah. so what what they would honest to god rather do is let teams kind of run around but they just don't want to take a penalty. Mm-hmm. So they'd let you almost rather get your chances if you if you beat them fair and square they'll let you go they're not going to trip you. That is not necessarily what you want to do against McDavid though in a way because like he, he's going to fucking score if you let him do that. But if you give him a power play he's going to score too. So it's it's been interesting, right? Because like the games in which they've uh lost They've been in the box, mm-hmm. but the games in which they stay disciplined and just stick to their game plan, they they match up decently well against the Oilers. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, they need to stay disciplined, and they did the other night, mind you. You know, I I didn't see the tail end of the game, but even just looking at the the charts online the next day, it seemed like the Oilers are probably going to win that fucking game if that overtime went more than a few minutes, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Kings scored right away, yeah, yeah. so. Um, credit to them, you the, know, because uh, the Kings they're got playing well. Their shit rocked in games two and three for sure, for sure uh, they did. After, and, and it looked over after it, game three. I thought there's no way, there's no way. I figured Oilers in five there at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the series was over. Uh, credit to the Kings. They come out next game. They shut out uh, the Oilers at home. That's what you got home ice advantage for at that point, you know. And, and and then you go into Edmonton, you win that overtime game. Um, that's that's huge. Yeah, that that might win the series right there alone. Yep, uh, I'm not counting the Oilers out by any means. I think I think they have a really good showing uh, tonight, Game Six tonight, like now as we talk, not mm-hmm. tonight uh, when you're hearing this. Right. But, uh, I I think they have a big game tonight, and uh, that we're gonna we're gonna go seven. But I'm not not sticking my neck out saying who is winning this this game because I I think Game Seven is a coin flip. Sure. Uh, I've seen a lot to like from both teams. Um, you know, both, both goalies have had their moments. They've, uh, it's, it's been entertaining. The one thing I will say, and I heard this stat today and it blew my mind. Okay. How many times 
first off, how many times do you think Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl have both scored in the same playoff game in their careers? In the same game. Oh. Two? Okay. It's five. Okay. How many of those games do you think they've won? Five? Really? Not a one. Huh. That's interesting. Happened in game five. They both scored and they lost. Hmm. I, I cannot believe that. I, yeah. I, I physically cannot believe that that has actually happened that many times, but they haven't won the game. It's almost like one of them has to show up and the other has to not. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that is bizarre because you do think of that team as like, if, if one of them isn't showing up, never mind both, they are fucked. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that is interesting. I, I guess, like, I could have understood, uh, that happening in, what was it, 2016, that, that year, 2016, 2017, they went to the, the semifinal there against the Ducks. Oh, the Ducks, yeah. Like, like, that would have made sense to me because that was a relatively low-scoring team. It wasn't like, you know, McDavid on fucking Freako mode like we know him now. Um, so... That that would have surprised me less, I guess. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Wild, eh? Yep. Well, the Oilers, not, well, not oh, the Wild. Oh, true. The, the, they are a team as well. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Conference, we go. And uh, let's start with the Carolina Hurricanes. Barely holding on to a 3-2 to two series lead over the Boston Bruins, who shifted over in the wildcard spot to uh, take on the Metro winners. Um... You've been doing a great job at just nailing your uh, your predictions. What what did you have here? Because this this is a weird one. Bruins Hurricanes. Yeah, I had Bruins in seven. Bruins in seven. See, this is why. Like I, I I'm I'm catching on at this point. I I know you you've got you got some insight here. I like that. I don't know why. I still don't hate it either. Yeah, I I wouldn't. It's interesting though, right? Because the the one reason why I was hesitant, like I honestly I would have. I kind of was leaning like Bruins in like five or six initially when I was doing it, and, and then, then I, Freddie Anderson got hurt, and yeah, no, I get it. Well, and then I found out that uh, that the Bruins played the Hurricanes three times this year, and they got outscored sixteen to one in those games. Yeah, they sure and did. I was like, oh, okay. And so, like, I made that. I like, I wrote my pick down, and then I watched games one and two, and I'm like, oh wow, they're gonna get swept and score like three fucking goals in the series or something. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but credit to them, like, it's another series that's been hard to watch because they play the same time as the Leafs. Um, but the Bruins are making it interesting. And I'll give Brad Marchand a ton of credit there in Game 4 because he, uh, he took over on a night where he had to, right? The Bruins were missing their, their top pairing. And uh, that that is their whole team. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the perfection line all you want, but, like, this is a team that has now kind of made a living of keeping the puck out of their net rather than putting it in the other team's net so much and uh yeah the, the, the like they took he took over like yeah. he, he was dominant in that game and uh you know i'm, I'm not necessarily a fan but i, I tip my cap to that one because that was he, that was he, impressive he's, he's nine points so far through the playoffs he's, he's one off the lead he, he's been great he has been doing his job uh by all metrics yeah um this this is like wild blues of the east though right like every game five goals four goals like the winning team is just dominating, and the other team doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And like you're just, I maybe maybe it's just me, but I'm I'm waiting for that two to one hockey game, that slugfest between uh, you know two pretty decent teams, 
and and maybe the goaltending's just not there. I, I don't know what the case is, but uh, Hurricanes are down to their third string guy, right? Mm-hmm. Bruins are flip flopping between their rookie and and the new guy. Uh, like, there's not a lot of consistency in the net for either team, but it's resulting in an entertaining series. So, um, you're taking Bruins in seven. I don't mind that as much as I hate the Bruins. Let's get to seven. I want to see uh, two more games of this. Sure. And uh, um, now that I said that, congratulations to the uh, uh, Boston Bruins for winning, uh, or the Carolina Hurricanes, sorry, for winning in six. I hope not. <laughs> um, that leads us to the Rangers and Penguins, who would play the winner of that series. Um, I want to I want to say this up front because I realize that um, there are some big name players in this series. Mm-hmm. This has got to be the the weakest matchup uh, in the playoffs right now. Like these are like the two weakest teams playing against each other. Mm. No, I I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. Okay. No, I, I think it's Oilers Kings. That's that's the other one in the running. That sure. like that that's like the it's, one. It's one. It's they're one and two. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Like it, it's it's not like I necessarily would pick either of these teams to do it, but. If you were to tell me that either of them made a run to the conference final, it wouldn't completely shock me either. It would like blow my blow my brains out. Well, I mean, but but I don't know. It just it's interesting, right? Like you just kind of have to think about who they would match up against in the next round. Yeah. And so, you know, like like I don't think that the Penguins necessarily match up well against the Hurricanes. The Rangers don't match up very well against the Bruins, but other way around, yeah, it's not bad. Rangers Hurricanes, I could see being all out, especially if the Hurricanes still don't it's have not the goal terrible. situation figured out. Yeah, but um, the Rangers are like your premier finishing team. Yeah, right. Like they do not need a lot of chances; they will find a fucking way to score. Let let, let me let me uh, uh, edit my pre- uh, previous comment and just say that with the assumption that Sidney Crosby is now. Out of the series, this is mm. the weakest matchup. Well, yeah, if if, if he's out of, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh is up in the series, which is the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're up three to two. They're riding their third string pork belly filled goaltender, Louis Deming. Crazy. Um, <laughs> you tell me, Louis Deming versus Igor Shesterkin, um, in a twenty game series. Uh, seven game series or a one off, and there, there's no scenario in which I'm not taking Igor Shesterkin. But apparently, Louis Domingue getting the job done. Looking not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Michael Leighton esque, you might say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My guy. Pens a win away. Can they wrap this up? Do we get a game seven? I had, um,. I had Pens in seven. Mm. I have a hard time believing the Pens are going to lose at PPG um, at this point. Mm. But without Sidney Crosby, it's obviously a very different series as he is far and away the best hockey player on either team in the series. Um, 
And I, like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not to belittle, it's the teams as a whole, right, is, is sort of my issue, like, because there are a lot of good players on both teams, right? Like, Mal- sure. Malkin's been playing great. Gen- oh, Gensel's, Gensel's really you know, good. The pl- uh, with goals. And then you, you look know. on the other side, like, you have the reigning Norris Trophy winner and the guy who's undoubtedly going to win the Vesna Trophy and a guy who scored 50 fucking goals this season. Like, the Rangers are also, you know, filled with good players. The issue for me is that, uh, you know, you have, like, a $12 million winger playing with Kevin Rooney and Ryan Reeves. On the Rangers, it's like, oh, I wonder why you're not fucking scoring goals. It's mm. crazy. Um, Jared Glant does like his Ryan Reeves. Yeah, it's weird. That. It's weird. I haven't really liked the job that he's done with the Rangers and as much as I think he's a really good coach, but, uh, you know, maybe mm. just a bad year or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I had Pens in seven. I honestly sort of think Pens in six. Okay. Yeah, I really don't have much faith in the Rangers right now. Even without Sidney Crosby, that, that I like that. That's that's bold. Yeah, they haven't looked great. Uh, they I've put up them. they put up seven in back to back games against the Rangers. I don't even know where you go in that for New York. Neither yeah. guys look great. I know they won the game last night, but uh, I don't I don't know what you do. You you have to go Shisterkin. Well, but, yeah. but I'm not saying that. It's necessarily the even the right hockey decision. It's, it's just it's got to be a short leash. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. As bad like, as George has like, been, it's you if, know. If you go down, like here's the thing though: if you go down two nothing very early in that game, in a rockin' PPG, and you yank Shesterkin, I understand that the next shot might be the series. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. like if they pull him and Georgiev lets in another one, and it's three nothing right away. That is over. Mm-hmm. Like, you are done, and you're just playing it out for 48 minutes or whatever the fuck, knowing full well you are fucked. So, um, that's tough, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you go Shisterk, and you're right, though. It's a short leash, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're all, it's a slippery slope for them. I mean, you can't think about it, I guess, is, is the answer. But Here's, here's my prediction. Mm. No Sidney Crosby. Alexei Lafreniere. Has a breakout game in Game Six. Okay. Three points, game winner. Really? It's uh, it's an interesting one. I know. More faith in him than Kevin Rooney, I see. Well, why would you? Why wouldn't you? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, the President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers. Dust. Hanging on by a thread, up three to two against the Washington Capitals. Dust. Uh Did you have this getting to six games? Yeah, I had Panthers in six. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, at least we're on track, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 gone about the way I figured it would go, but the Capitals have looked better than I thought they would look. Mm. Like I figured they were going to win one at home. Um, here's what I thought was going to happen: I thought Florida was going to go up two nothing or three nothing. The Caps were going to have a game at home where Ovechkin was just going to fucking hammer a couple home on the power play. They win like four two. And then uh, they go back to Florida facing elimination, and I thought they were going to win game five on the road. Mm. Like, a, again, like a 4 2 with 3 1 trap game or something. Um, and then game six, they were going to get absolutely curb stomped on at home. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's roughly what could happen still. The Florida Panthers uh, this season were held to one goal or less three times all season long, and they were never shut out. Mm-hmm. So that that's three times they were they only scored a goal in a game. 
The Capitals almost, like, they came within a minute and a half of doing it twice in this series alone. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, the way that they've been able to find a way to play the defensive hockey that they have against this team mm-hmm. is, it's it's fantastic. Like, that that is a superb job by Peter Laviolette and the, and the Washington Capitals. Um... They might lose the series, but I, I think you have to commend the work that they've they've done. They they clearly read the book. They went in. They studied. They, they did their homework. Um, they put themselves in a position to win. They're doing a lot better than I I thought they would. Mm-hmm. I, I I had Florida sweeping this series, quite honestly. Sure. Yeah. I I did didn't have any trust in Washington's goaltending. <laughs> he has had some moments where, okay, yeah, you know, Ilya Samsonov. Maybe not as bad as I thought he was, but yeah, you, you you watch the next game and oh yeah, no, that's that's the guy I remember for sure. But um, I'll end on this by saying that you and I went uh, we went out for uh, some food uh, not too long ago. Yeah, gonna do it again tonight. Not true. And uh, our bartender uh, informed us that of the 120 point teams in the regular season. The number that have lost in the first round, a lot higher than you think. Yeah. You take out those uh, late 70s uh, Habs dynasty teams, oh baby, it's a losing record for the uh, for the rest of the pack, for Ooh. sure. Shocking, I will say. Like, you, you know about a few, obviously, like everyone knows, we, we remember the uh, 06 Red Wings losing to the Oilers in the first round, but like, you think that's a, a one-off, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Crazy stat. Yep. Loved it. Panthers... Kind of want them to blow it just for that. Just to keep the, the streak alive. But we'll see. We will see. Uh, there's, there's probably another series on here we haven't talked about, right? That's, that's only... Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, the Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Uh, they are... They're playing a playoff series, which is not... Not normally the the start to a sentence you want to hear, but yeah. uh, they're up against the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Lightning. Yeah. And uh, they currently hold a 3-2 series lead. Yeah. Which also, historically, has not been good news either. No, they're leading so. every series uh, that they lose. It's, mm. it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I, actually, I haven't stopped and thought about it. Were they losing, like, basically any series that they've lost? <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? I, I think there was one series against Boston, like, they might have gone down 2-1 or something and then came back maybe 3-2. Yeah. But, like, they are almost always in the lead of a series, which is scary. They never led against Columbus. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah. I, I'm also of the mind, James, uh, that they did not make the playoffs that year is, is That's how fair. I look at that. That's but how I the under- NHL sees it, too. I understand I'm in the minority yeah. on that. Um, whole baby. Mm-hmm. This has been what many are calling a uh, heart-inducing issue. A lot of people have been uh, contacting people the everywhere, are saying it. I've heard yeah. people saying it. People, people on the streets come up to me. It's heart-inducing. A lot of problems. A lot of doctors getting called. You know, but luckily, my doctor says I'm the healthiest person he's ever seen. Healthiest, healthiest they're actually going to write a book about it. That's right. You do a great Kevin Costner. <laughs> um, 
I don't even know where to begin here because I'm I'm again I I, I keep trying to say something thinking like oh this is this is like oh the unknown and then it's like oh no everyone knows and i'm the only one i'm the idiot i'm the one that doesn't know mm-hmm. everyone you all at home you know and i don't and i don't know what to say in this instance because i really want to sit here and say that the Toronto maple leafs have won a playoff series for the first time you gotta breathe here buddy. in like 17 you just, years you gotta relax you're you're getting a little but history dictates a little bit of palpitations over there um where do we begin take over here i i i the, the heart is acting up i gotta i gotta call my doctor sure i i um have sort of gotten to a point uh not just with the leafs but with hockey teams in general that i'm rooting for or or am a part of or whatever um you know i don't i don't really get super emotionally charged i think as i i used to maybe even like three four years ago um you know, I, I guess I would say just from a hockey standpoint is that it's probably been probably been the most entertaining series uh, with maybe the exception of Penn's Rangers. Uh, we, like, you know what I mean? Like there have been blowouts, but the blowouts have been interesting in that series. The same is fairly true of, of Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay. I think like with the exception of game four, which was like over within the first six minutes there, you know, that, that was done. Um... I think every game's been, you know, winnable until toward the end. And and even with game one, like, the Leafs stomped on their throats, but it was like nobody saw that coming. At least that was like, yeah, wow, this is insane. Um, and every, I and every other game's been close. in that first game, and, and the temp, even the Tampa Lightning were like, oh. This is fun. <laughs> it, it was the Marner goal where it was like, yeah, the, this is done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's it's been entertaining, which is good. Both teams have shown moments of brilliance. I mean, like, the interesting thing with Tampa is just when they turn it on, it's just, like, they're just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost frustrating to a point where you watch Braden Point all year and he doesn't look anything like he does in the playoffs. Like, like he's a fucking freak when the playoffs come on. Um, and it's cool. Like, I, I, I like it as a guy who, who likes Braden Point. But it makes it hard to evaluate him as a player, right? Because like he's not someone that I consider even in the top. He's not in the top twenty centers in the league, I would say, mm. uh, until the playoffs come, and then I'm like, oh, this guy's like a top five player in the world. Like this, this guy's ridiculous. Um, you know, it, it, it. You can just see how good they are, right? Like like Hedman, even on and when he's playing bad, like will have a shift where it's like Jesus Christ, this guy's ridiculous. You know, like he's so good one on one. Uh, with his gap control and and just reading what everyone's doing, like you almost can't beat him one on one, right? It, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's he's automatic and um, Kucherov when he's making the right decisions is just insane and you know it's all that stuff. So um, it's been fun to watch because both teams are undeniably very very good hockey teams. Yeah, and, it's almost like they shouldn't be playing in the first round. Yeah, right? well. mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think we're really starting to get to the point where it's it's getting to be time to go back to one versus eight. Like like we re- I think we've we've talked about this a few times, and it just gets more and more evident for me as the years go on. Like the, the, these playoffs have kind of sucked, and I feel like they'd be better if it was a one versus eight format. Mm-hmm. In in a lot of cases, I I don't know. I'm not so much one versus sixteen. I think that's uh, I think that's a bit much. I think one versus eight was a very good balance, and I, and I'd be happy to go back to it. Yeah. 
Well, and like part of the problem too, though, is is like if you do that, the Leafs are playing the Rangers with the same number of points as they are Lightning. Like it's yeah, just, that's that's fucked. I it's guess just but. it's one of those years. It's any in the East anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just one of those years, but. Um, that's funny though right because like it, when like you talk about that like do you think of the rangers and the lightning of being the same caliber team absolutely not like i like you know the the rangers are one of the worst 100 point teams i've ever seen in my fucking life you know like like they, they really are yeah. um and yeah like tampa i think underachieved this year probably i, I think everyone would probably say that um doesn't mean that the year was a failure doesn't mean that they're bad doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're having you know, issues that they need to sort out. They just didn't win as many fucking games as I would have thought they would yeah. win. That's that's all. Like, it doesn't really have to mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, f- you have four 50-win teams from the same division. I realize that this yeah. is hard for people outside of Toronto to under... Or, I- sorry, inside Toronto to understand. But not everything needs to be a referendum. You know, sometimes things just happen. You don't need to analyze why the Lightning, like, aren't a home ice advantage team in the playoffs or any fucking thing like that. Like, they just... I don't know. They just didn't have as good of a year as they've had in years past. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be a reason for there that. Doesn't need to be. They're missing that third line. That's been really evident. Like, this this new third line, for me, is not working. Uh, it, it's the one thing in the series that's been a glaring weakness for them, I find, because even when they get matched up against Toronto's third line, it's like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, David Kemp looks like a fucking superstar all of a sudden. Like, I don't know. Hagel's trying to get Engvall going, and it's just not working like it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're missing that third line, I'll say that. They're the, they're the champs, though. You know, and, and, and I think, like, for for all the talk we've we've had about them losing that line, like, you got guys in that team that can that can talk to those guys and, and say, like, hey, this is what we need from, from you. We did it last two years. We oh, know. Yeah. Go and do this. Yeah. It's just they, not getting done, I guess. They, they have what I would consider the best goaltender in the world and the best defenseman in the world. Mm. And yeah, that's fair. They're, they're very... And, and, oh, and also uh, several guys that have had like 100-point seasons. A so couple. Yeah, definitely. Um, Absolutely. You know, I mean, technically, Corey Perry got close one time. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, you know, they, they, they have the ability. Um, it's just A, they're, they're playing a really, really good team also in the Leafs, and B... You know, they, they might be a little tired, you know. Tie tie. Yeah. Time for bed. Um, so just to recap real quick, you you had Avs and Blues meeting in the second round. Mm-hmm. Avs coming out of that? Uh... <laughs> Non-committal, eh? I, I mean, right now, for, I, I would say yes. First trip to the conference finals uh, since uh, 01? Yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not, uh, I'm really high on the Blues. Like, really high on the Blues. When I, when I tell you that the Avs have the same number of conference finals appearances as the Leafs since the Avs' oh, last I, cup. I know. I know. Okay. I want to see the Avs there, put it that way. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, as much as I like the Blues, I, uh, I want to see the Avs do it, but. Yeah, I think the Avs do it. Yeah. Uh, and you had, uh, Flames. Going up against the Kings, yeah. and you get the Flames, obviously, because we already know the yeah, you know, cup pick. I, I'll take a sweep, honestly, there. Which uh, which gives you Flames over Blues in the conference, so Flames there. Uh, over to the East, you had Florida coming into that one. I, I don't actually know if you predicted the Leafs-Tampa series. No, I didn't. I, oh. have Le- I had Leafs in six. Leafs in six, okay. Um, you had Florida and Toronto in the second round, then. 
What do you like there? Leafs and five or six. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Five I don't. Six. I'm not really high on Florida. Could you be? The, but the thing is, too, though, like all you have to really consider is how do the teams match up against each other, right? Not like whether or not you have like total belief in that team alone. Yeah. And Florida actually matched up pretty well against Toronto this year. Like I think they Tor- were pretty even. I think Toronto won the season series, but like. The last time they played, like, Florida was the better team. I, well, that was the one with the Leafs. That was a big lead. That was OT, I think. Eh? It was a 3 nothing blown lead by the Leafs. And Florida won 5-3 or something. No, they played more recently than that, oh, I'm okay. pretty sure. Like, they played the last week of the season. Florida oh. won in overtime, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I... I I don't know. Florida's one of the... Like, the problem is... Oh, Florida, right, 3-on-3, three three, which I'm sure will help them out. Put it this yeah. way, is that if... If... There's going to be lulls of defensive hockey in that series. Florida ain't going to do very well. Mm. If it's a track meet and every game's 6-5, I like Florida's chances a lot. Because mm. um, if it's offense versus offense, I like Florida's better. Okay. But, um, yeah, if the lead, it, like if, if, if you're going to tell me that in like more games than not, there's going to be two periods of the game where there's not a goal scored, the Leafs are going to make quick fucking work of that. What do you think about the old guy without a cup matchup in that one uh, with uh, Giordano and Spezza going up against Thornton and Giroux? It's weird to think of Giroux as an old guy. He's even that old. 34. Yeah. <laughs> he qualifies for uh, McIndoe's uh, lists now. but yeah. yeah. Old guy. How do I like the matchup? Is Thornton playing? Nope. Okay. I was going to say, I haven't actually seen him in a Panthers jersey before. Uh... Oh, I like the the Leafs better. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, Giroux's still really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, really good. But, um, yeah, Giordano is also still really good. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it's Spezza versus Thornton. I'll take Spezza. Sure. It just sort of feels like the way that things have gone in this series, too. And, like, the way that Spezza's, like, playoff career in Toronto has gone. Albeit, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But, um... Doesn't it just sort of feel that, like, if the Leafs go on a run, that Spets is going to get, like, the fucking conference final Game 7 winner or something? Like, you just have to sort of think that. that this guy's going to get just a freakishly huge goal at some oh point. God. It might be tonight. Who knows? Oh. Is he playing tonight? <laughs> he, he better be playing tonight. Let me tell you right yeah. now. I'm yeah. looking is it a, up. Is there a way I'm, to put him I'm, on the bench as a coach? Or? Now I'm nervous. Yeah. I don't even know who to Google to find, to find this... Uh... Well, you keep talking. Yeah. I'll look it up because I got nothing to say. In the um, and then that left you. The last series prediction uh, would be you had Bruins going up against the Penguins. Uh, I guess I do. Eh, that's mm. that's crazy. Mm. Um, I yeah, I don't, I don't hate that matchup for Pittsburgh. Put it this way: if Crosby's healthy, mm. I. Actually, I'd still have to go Bruins in probably six or seven. It's a big if, too, right? Like, I still think it's Bruins, no matter what. I don't like where this is headed. Uh, Toronto-Boston, then. That'd be cool. Oh, oh, you want me to go all the way through here? Like, do my well, bracket? We, we know Calgary won, so we've done the rest in the West. Uh... I want to hear you say it. Yeah, I don't know. Like now, now you're just like you're really testing my superstitious nature here. 
by, like, tanking the Leafs to win more playoff series when I'm about to go watch them play a playoff game tonight. All right. Um, but, yeah, like, in terms of how they match up, uh, probably Leafs in six. All right. So, to all those Calgary fans listening, you can sign off now. Uh, Calgary Leafs Cup Final. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, that hadn't occurred to me. We will talk in July. There's no way two Canadian teams are making the cup final. I'm wrong somewhere. <laughs> I'm wrong somewhere in there. I don't uh, know where, but I'm wrong at some point. Calgary loses the next two games. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the NHL ruined it for us already, but uh, we're going to do our uh, awards if we had a ballot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's always the thing, right? Is like, I don't really care who actually got nominated. I care about, like, who I, th- who I think should have gotten nominated. If um, I had a real-life ballot. Because I've, I've gotten to the point where I've realized that I'm smarter than uh, most of the writers, so. Really? Most of them. Most of well, them. Yeah, I get my yeah. nominees a lot closer than they do every year, so. Mm. Um, all right. Where do you want to start here? I've got... I, I did Hart, Norris, Calder, Vesna, Selkie, Jack Adams, and Lady Bing are all the awards. Oh, I, I did not do Bing, for. actually. That's, that's fine. But we we just normally do, is all. You're like, probably right. I was sitting there thinking, like, fuck, what am I missing? But I'm not I, doing GM of the Year. So. I also have to say, it's obviously on an older episode, I can't find my mid-season ballots. Oh, okay. So, unfortunately, I can't compare the two. I, I believe I've deleted that document off my computer, so... Um, so yeah, you'll have to listen back. I, I don't really care what I said in mid-season anyway. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Lady Bing, dumb award. Um, let's do Selkie then. Yeah, uh, I have uh, uh, first place ballot uh, Patrice Bergeron. Second, I have uh, Philippe Deneau. And third, I have Austin Matthews. Nice. I got Bergeron, Matthews, and my big brain moment. I like Robert Thomas for this award. He, yeah, he would have been top 10 for me, probably, yeah. 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 First year's... He had a really good year. First full year's a centerman. He had a really good season. Really good. It's interesting, too, right? Because, like, you don't think of the Blues as a particularly defensive team anymore, and, like, I also had Ryan O'Reilly fourth. You you uh, might say me. that Robert Thomas was looking pretty smooth this year. Damn. Yeah, what a... You know, like, again, I think it was Jeff and Elliot, or it might have been Jeff and uh, Greg Wyshynski. Don't you feel that if, like, Robert Thomas arose by any other name in that situation uh you know like if his name wasn't robert thomas that guy would be a fucking huge star but because his name is robert thomas it, like it just like he doesn't do anything for you you know what i mean like, his name was like gord thomas i believe was the suggestion that greg had uh, Gordy. like even just bob thomas bobby. Like, or you know bobby thomas like he'd yeah. be you know he'd be super marketable but bobby he Tom has Tom. he's got the lamest name in the nhl but he's great at hockey. Should have Bob. He's great uh, at hockey. I'm, I'm going to throw you an honorable mention at you. It's the only award I have an honorable mention for. That's okay. I'm I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. In his career, it's coming soon. Arthur Klaev is going to win a Selkie Trophy. Okay. Yeah. That's a hot take for I sure. I liked his game this year, and at 20, I hmm. think he's going to learn. Even more from Anze Kopitar, yeah, multi-time Selkie winner. He he might be a really good player because he is someone who, uh, when he got drafted, they're like, oh yeah, he can't skate and he can't play defense. Mm, yeah, he can score though, and uh, he played. If he can find a way to do all three, or even good, two of the three, good defense this year. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's well, he's yeah that line that line you know. Yeah, uh, let's do the Vesna because that's the one that uh, nobody gets to vote on. It's just the 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 
press people or the GMs. It's the GMs, the GMs, yeah, and it's yeah. usually the award that they're most wrong about yeah, too. True. Um, number one is Igor Shosturkin, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two was Ilias Sorokin, and my number really? three is uh, Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, I mean, like, he had a nine twenty five on a horrible hockey team. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's really hard to to take anything away from him there. The wrong Russian picked. Uh, I want Andre Vasilevsky number two. Yeah, like it, it's really hard for me to not put Vasilevsky on my ballot for sure. I'll, I'll say this much as a uh, Elias Rokin fantasy owner. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize he was that good this year. Yeah, no, I thought about dropping him a few well, times. Well, I mean, you know, the other thing is they gave up uh, like fucking 50 shots a night because they mm-hmm. were horrendous. Um, Fair. Yeah, if my number three was between Vassy and, and Markstrom, I just, I, I think there's. Markstrom perhaps had a bigger hand in his team's success was sort of my thing. Okay. But I am somebody who has long been also an arguer that the most valuable player on the Tampa Bay Lightning is Andre Vasilevsky. So, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. The uh, there's, there's no way it's not Igor, though, right? Like I or... I wouldn't be shocked if he won in, in a unanimous vote, yeah. to be honest with okay. you. Well, I guess I would be shocked because it's the GMs. True. Well, they're both Russian, too. I don't know. Maybe Markstrom wins. <laughs> Yeah. How many GMs? Three of, like, four of the top five goalies this year were Russian, and how, somehow they're not going to give it to the fucking how Russians. How many GMs are Ukrainian? <laughs> um, all right. Let's do it. Jack Adams. Yeah. Always a fun award. Mm. One of my favorite awards. Named uh, for our local coach, Jack. Big Jacko. Uh, my okay, number... let, let me cut in. Hey, bud. I was talking with this today. What up? How is there not a school in Thunder Bay named the Jack Adams Public School? Dude, there's not a mention of Jack Adams in there Thunder Bay. There isn't a street. Anywhere. No, there isn't nothing. an airport. There isn't a... anything. I'd love to go to the Northwestern Ontario uh, Hall of Fame. One time, Sports Hall of Fame there. Yeah. And I've been he's, there. He's probably not even in there. He's not in there. <laughs> like his name like they have like a a, a big book did he not names. live here or something like is he just I, I born here and just moved away I don't know I've never heard out. if anyone knows anything more about the history of uh, Jack Adams the hockey coach uh, you know from like the ni- early 1900s uh, you can write in to the Laced Up podcast at uh, I don't remember our email it's uh, uh, niceguys2 we, at uh, <laughs> outlook.com we have a <laughs> Hockey guy sixty nine at fucking aol um, Yeah, my my Jack Adams ballot. Uh, number one is Daryl Sutter. My number two is, as per usual, I continue to beat the drum of uh, Mike Sullivan. And as at number three, as per usual, I continue to beat the drum. It's Dean Evason for me. Yeah. Um, no shockers there, I'm sure. I went George Blount one. Okay. Nah. You you will get pushback from Rangers fans on that one for sure. Probably. Yeah. Uh, not a, not a good club though. He, so he did a he did a decent job. They yeah. they have no depth, right? Like that's the they whole problem. No their high end is no depth. Their high end talent is great. It's really good. He he but... happened to be the coach that went out there and told his goalie just go be a nine forty save percentage, you know. And, <laughs> and his goalie did what the coach said. So clearly the coach did a good job. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm gonna guess because uh, who are your other two Vezina nominees? Uh, Vasilevsky and Markstrom. So you have uh, Cooper and Sutter. As well I have uh, I have Sutter. <laughs> but uh, come on, how how can you not vote for Dean Emerson? Yeah. You have him number three two. or two? Number two. Two, yeah. Sutter three. 
Yeah, and it's weird. Like, everywhere you look, Dean Evanson is not getting love again. And it's just, like... It's weird, right? Like, this team... This is not a good hockey like, team, Like, let's man. not like, pretend not. all of a sudden on May 3rd... Oh, we knew the Wild would be good. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Don't give me that shit. Well, the, the only... The only evidence you would have that they were going to be good this year was that they were good last year, and they were good last year because Dean Sa- Dean Evison coached out of his fucking ass well, last and, year. And and part of that too should have won like the Jack Adams last year. A lot of people, a lot of people, myself included, back in October, thought, "Oh, the, the Central. Well, you got the Avs. Number two. Oh, it's going to be the Jets." Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had Minnesota either fourth or not making the playoffs, even despite. Yeah, I think what I had Dean them Evans? third at least. Like, yeah, you know. like the Blues, sure. like right, like flip flop Blues and Wild. That. But I do have that at least. I probably have that. Too. I had, um, I had the Wild third. Yeah. Is your recording still going? I think so. I just capped out of space. I guess it I'm just good. stopped. No, so if you're, yeah, okay. Yeah, I um. Ooh, my Jack Adams pick at the beginning of the year. Mike Sullivan. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do have my preseason picks, I oh. guess. Uh, I, I could have been stating all along. I, uh, uh... What did we do? We did the Vesna. I picked Connor Hellebuck. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, it gets better. You want to wait till we do all the awards? Sure. Yeah, okay. 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 Two left. Three left. Okay. Okay. Uh, do Norris. Sure. Uh, my Norris uh, ballot. Uh, my number one is Kale McCarr. My number two is Hedman, and my number three, uh, because of autocorrect on my uh, on my computer, is Jose. Uh, uh, Roman Jose. But yeah, yeah. It, it is supposed to be Roman Yossi. Gotcha. Um, yeah, for, fourth I had Charlie McAvoy. I I oh, had okay. I had him third. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, one of the guys got ninety six fucking points this year, and like wasn't a complete liability defensively. That's that's good. That'll help. That's hard to do. Yeah. Like you get anywhere close to hundred points as defenseman, you should be bad defensively. He was not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, full credit to Roman Yossi, uh, not putting the Roman in Roman uh, this year like as much as he normally does. I like that Roman yeah. with an A. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite Dave Lozo tweets of all time. More, more like Roman Yossi if you think about it. R O A M I N. Speaking of Roman, uh, I've got Roman Yossi winning the Norris. Wow. Um, I've got Kale McCarr in second, and I've got the defending champ in third, Adam Fox. Yeah, just another tidy little season for him. Yeah, he's he's also really 70, good. Seventy-three points or whatever, like that's. Pretty yeah, Adam, Fo- Adam <laughs> like, Fox rocks, man. Like, that's I, I, sick. Adam Fox is uh, Adam Fox is might be my favorite defenseman in the league. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue against Kale McCarr because, like, I have gotten to the point. Uh, I guess if we're gonna make any hot takes on the podcast here, I guess I have one. I think Kale McCarr is the best player in the world. Mm. To be honest with you, like I think he's just the best hockey he's got player. That Eric Carlson to him. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten there for me. Like it's and it's not even like I would say he's the best defenseman because I don't necessarily consider him strictly a defenseman. I would say Hedman, sure, in the best combination. McCarr's not bad defensively or anything like that. It just like he is so impactful on the ice every time he's out there, and I don't think there's another player you can make that argument yeah. for. You know, yeah. for me, the reason I went Yossi honestly over McCarr on this one is like. I'm looking at Nashville's roster. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who the fuck, yeah, is helping this guy out off Like, where did 96 points come from? Right. Who's putting the puck in the net? Their top scorer had like 40 goals. 
you're telling me he was the only guy passing to him? Like, yeah. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. Like, uh, he, he is he is a lone soldier on a barren wasteland fighting an unwinnable war. And to, oh, for that, barren wasteland. he deserves some credit, Roman yeah. Yossi. Kael McCarr, he, he, will, he will have multiple Norrises. I need to give Roman this one for sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, you're you're right, too, right? Because, like, the, the big takeaway is, like, when you look at a lot of his relative possession stats, like, they weren't what you would think of as a, as a Norris winner. Yeah. And they're bad enough for me that it's, like, you know. But, like, you're right. Like, to his credit, he was a positive possession player on a fairly not great An eight team. An eight-seed. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um yeah, that's that's fair. I don't. I, I'm. He's gonna get first place votes. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Like yeah. you know, but um, I think that's gonna be probably the closest race. It, it might honestly be. I, I don't think it there's like a, be, I don't but... think there's a clear third. Like I think there's a, enough guys that could kind of split that third yeah. place vote where Yossi and Makar. Uh, it's gonna be close. It's my, it's my ongoing theory with the Norris man is like they always give it to a guy where it's like they've deserved it some year in their career, but they don't deserve yeah. it this year, yeah. and like. Like, you're right, like, Hedman might not even get a nomination. Hedman's won, what, two two Norrises, or just the one? He's got one for, I don't know if way, he's got two. Way fucking better this year than he was last year. Sure. Way fucking better sure. this year. Like, this is the best year of his fucking career, probably. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not, he might not even get nominated. It's it's insane. But, anyway. Yeah. Uh, why don't you do your Lady Bing there, because I'm not going to try to pretend I know what I'm talking about. Oh, just just uh, my, my one note will be, give it to a defenseman. I don't care who it is. Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a year where I do not have a defenseman on my ballot. Yeah. No, well, I I, you know, I think he took a lot of penalties this year, actually. Really? But, uh, well, for him, it was probably like eight. Yeah. But um, I have Kyle Connor number one, Jonathan Huberto number two, and Ryan O'Reilly number three. Not going to lie to you, for half a second I heard Kyle Clifford, and I was mm, really confused. That's right, my but. guy. Just looking to piss people off yeah, you now is what yeah. I'm doing. So now you do know that Kyle Connor played for the Winnipeg Jets this year, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, just yeah, there, sure. there might be a nice guy in the mm. room. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. I don't know. I I hate this award. Okay. I'm just ready that's for. Fine. I'm I'm ready for a defenseman to win it, and and until that happens, I abstain. Sure. It's always just that award you and I just throw names down, basically. I, sure. I, I I will concede I did very little research on that one. Yeah. It was just like, who seems like three nice guys that like didn't take any penalties or like get suspended this year? Three nice guys. They are three nice that's, guys. That's the next sitcom. Yeah. Uh, all right. The the two hot uh, hot items left to go. Start with the Calder. Yeah. It's hot. People yeah, very divided. Ridiculous to me. Like I, I don't know. This is... Uh, like, the most runaway favorite in my lifetime for me. Like, I, like Moritz Sider was top ten in my Norris voting. Uh, oh, like, that's... Like, sixth or seventh, I I, I think. Now that's a um, Well, he had 53 points and was one of the best defensive players in the league on a bad team. Oh. Yeah. He looked terribly defensively every time I, I watched. He's, he's got good numbers. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, Sider's one. That's uh, surprising. Uh, Zegers two and, and Bunting three for me. Could really flip two and three. It's it's tough um, for me. Like I don't know. I I think uh, <sighs> Bunting might be the better overall hockey player. I was just a little bit more impressed with what Zegras did this year, just because I do. I think Bunting is 
slightly a product of what's around him, he's still very good. Um, but th- there were nights where he was getting points where it was like, you know, he, he touched the puck on a shift where Matthews and Marner were fucking ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. So, it worked um, for Nick Ritchie, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Bunting, for sure, a better hockey player than Nick Ritchie. But, um, but yeah, I know, it's, it's, if Bunting were two and Zegers three on other people's ballots or whatever, I could completely understand that, too. Like, Bunting had more points than any other rookie. So, yeah. you know, to say third is insane, but, you know. Zegers is center and all that stuff, but whatever. Uh, Cider, for me. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, defenseman putting up those numbers. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I got Michael Bunting second. This is a guy that came, uh, what was it, four points away from breaking a uh, single-season original six rookie record that previously stood for like 30 years till Matthews showed up, which is uh, pretty fucked up when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third for me is Jeremy Swayman. Um, I was not very high on Zegris. I thought a lot of his pop and circumstance were pop and circumstance because he could flip the puck over his head and uh, yeah. go around really nicely. And yeah, the, the 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 annoying thing with Zegris too was like I saw people. It's like oh well, let's let's look at the case for all three players and the amount of times where I saw like oh like the lacrosse goal and all this shit and it's like at the end of the day those are still just one goal though. Like, like, I don't really give a shit how you're scoring your goals, necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not sitting here being like... You know, like, if Michael Bunting... Sc- I don't even know how many goals he got, but if he got 28 goals and they were all tap-ins or something, I don't really care. He scored 28 goals. Mm-hmm. He got more than Zegras or not. Was his team better when he was on the... Yeah. Like, what, like, are they any good defensively? Sure. Like, oh, that's absolutely. all I give a shit, right? No, you're not wrong. I'm you just know? like... The whole thing where it's like, oh, he did this, he did that. He's like, super exciting for hockey. Doesn't mean you need to give him an award for being, like, exciting, though. Exactly. You know? That's my thing with Zegras. Is like, you know who else is exciting? Rasmus Ristolainen sure. for all the fucking wrong yeah. reasons. What are you going to do? Yeah, Give him moments. a fucking award too? Yeah. I don't I don't even have Zegras in my top five. Interesting. Like, I, I just... I I thought a lot of the attention he was getting was because he knew how to flip pucks around. Okay. And that's great. That's a cool skill. And that will probably help you in your career. And you will probably have a really fantastic career. But I thought what Lucas Raymond did was a lot better. I thought what Tanner Genoa in Nashville did was a lot better, given what he's mm. working with in Nashville. That's a hot take, I think. Well, I get Zegers and Raymond, though, right? Again, like, what, like, like Raymond, Raymond was top three halfway through the year, yeah. and then Bunting just decided sure. he's uh, going to be but Zach like, Hyman now. Like with Genoa, it's like it's the reverse of Bunting, where it's like he's got nobody out there helping him out, and he, he got thirty goals. How? Mm. How'd you get thirty goals in Nashville? Uh, up until a year ago, like the single season record was Paul Korea at the age of forty thousand, with thirty eight. Like, uh, guy shows up, gets like uh, that to me was more impressive than what Trevor Zegers is doing. But uh, that's not to say I think he's a bad player. Like I, I just think he like didn't have the body of work. That's all. So, Swayman, underappreciated goaltenders in this Calder uh, nomination year in year out. Um, I th- I thought he did. Really good, given everything that happened with Boston, with Tuka Rask leaving, then coming back, and then you've got uh, who is it? You, you is it Yukonen? Is that how you say that? Who? Uh, Boston's goalie, Swayman and Yukonen. Allmark. Allmark. Fuck. They have Linus Allmark. All right, that's. I don't know who you're even thinking of. All right, but all no, right. that's probably the, like the guy from Buffalo. 
Yeah. I thought it was Yukon. Wow. They have a prospect, Luke Conan. No, guy from Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, and you know who that is, though. Yeah. So, um, and it's like, okay, he's coming over. He's the safety net. And I thought Swayman had a fantastic season as a result. You know, he played half the games. Yeah. Looked really solid. Enough to enough to get a third place vote for me, anyway. So Swayman was your third. Yeah. Okay. Like it, this is this is one of those situations where like I there's think a, there's Sider, a better case there I think like and Raymond I get I the Geno Geno you lost me a little there like like Zegers had like twenty more points in Geno in less games so like for for me it was Geno's physical and all that stuff and he's a good good player but yeah I don't know I was I was a little thrown by that one Swayman though you're right like Swayman offered stability in the net when it wasn't otherwise there yeah right like they like there was a whole uprising in Boston when Tuka Rask came back for a week because they sent Swayman down to the AHL oh, and they're like that was fucked. he's our best goalie yeah and he's not even on the roster yeah you know um and I mean I, I get bringing Rask back into the fold to some degree but I mean Swayman was offering wow. you stability yeah. and you kind of just said yeah we're not too sure about you mm-hmm. what more's the guy got to do so yeah I get the Swayman pick too for sure he had a good year and uh the heart yeah the, um, the piece de resistance, you might say. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd say it like that. Uh, my number one was Austin Matthews. My number two is uh, Igor Shosturkin. My number three is Kale McCarr. I like that. Yeah. I went back and forth with McDavid and McCarr for sure. I landed on McCar- uh, McDavid. Yeah. I, I had a three-way debate there between McCarr, Gaudreau, and McDavid. Sure. It, it was tough. Honestly, I, I probably I probably settled on McDavid fifth. Like, I got down to Gaudreau-McCarr at one point there. Um, the Gaudreau one, like, he had a great I, offensive season. I just, like, I look at that roster and I go, like, uh Like, Kachuk probably has, you know, a, a leg in that race. Markstrom definitely has a leg in that race. I think if Daryl Sutter is probably the MVP of that well, team. And, well, so. no, for sure. But the thing is, is that for for me anyway, is that if Johnny Gaudreau doesn't find his defensive game, that this team's nowhere near where they are for me either. Maybe though, right, yeah. like like he is a complete like let's be honest, a complete fucking non-factor defensively his whole career. Okay. Arguably a liability at points, and all of a sudden he turned himself into a incredibly good two-way forward. Probably around the same time that Daryl Sutter got hired, eh? No, but, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying no, if he I, doesn't I, do I, it, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if they make the fucking playoffs. Sure. Like, they need Johnny Goudreau oh, to do that. That's true. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and, and, I mean, like, same goes for Lindholm. Like, but Lindholm, obviously, used to be a good defensive player. Mm-hmm. He just, now he's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Goudreau's not someone who's getting on my fucking Selkie ballot right now, but, like, he was fantastic defensively this year. So, um, yeah, Goudreau, it's up there for me with Goudreau. Like, I, I think I think if he leaves, they are boned, is my thought, right? Oh, so they're boned. Well, he's, maybe, he, yeah. He I, gone. I sure, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think he's gone. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I, I am done trying to understand that fucking guy. So, that's fair. Yeah. I was going to say he's going to Philly, but... I don't know why I didn't want to go. To no, Florida. that no, that makes that makes perfect sense, because they somehow have like a hundred and ninety million dollars in cap room at all times. That's true. I don't understand. Yeah. Everybody who plays for the Philadelphia Flyers makes eight million dollars a year. It's yeah. fucked up. Uh, yeah, I had Matthews one, Shostakin two, so it's yeah, pretty 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 cut and dry, you might say. Yeah. Um, good case for either, really, honestly. 
my mid seasons, I had Huberdeau for the heart. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> That's dust. With Matthews and Ovechkin. I had Cider for the Calder with Raymond and Bunting. I had uh, Markstrom for the Vesna with Shesterkin and Saros. I had Mangiapani for the Selkie with Matthews and Bergeron. That's a hot take. Yeah. Well, I, I had McCarthanoris, Ekblad, and Taves. I think. Can we talk about Aaron Ekblad for a second? That guy was on track to win a fucking yeah. Norris for sure. Yeah. Fuck, I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And then Adams, I had uh, Brunette, Bednar, and Gallant. Who who'd you have? Brunette, Bednar, Gallant. Okay. That was, that was my midseason. Uh, okay. Your your preseason, then I'll do mine. Uh, my preseason, I uh, well, we did uh, also the scoring awards. Uh, Art Ross, I had Connor McDavid. Just the same. Good pick. Yay. One uh, for one. Uh, for the Rocket, I had Austin Matthews. Hey. Good pick. Two for two. Uh, for the Norris, I had Kale McCarr. Same. I think. Good pick. Could be three for three. I, I think I'm three for three. We could be. Um, my Selkie uh, is where it goes a little south. Oh. Uh, although he had a good defensive year. Like, it's not like I was wrong about it. He would still probably be top ten. But Selkie, I had Joel Eriksson Eck. Fair enough. I thought it was going to be that year we were going to get a Bergeron year out of him. Fair I enough. didn't realize that uh, Bergeron was going to be the most, Ber- yeah. the most Bergeron no, he's fair. ever been. That's, that's the best fucking year he's ever had. Uh, I had Mark Stone. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. No, you didn't know it was stick, coming. Stick with what you know. Uh, here's where it goes a little south for me. My Vesna pick oh, was Connor. 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 South. <laughs> Connor Hellebuck. Uh, James... Did you continue your reign of terror on the goaltending world this year? You want to hear about a little bit south? You want to hear about a little bit south? Please don't tell me it's like Carey Price Philip or Grubauer. Oh, God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Sorry. That might actually be your worst pick somehow. Wow. No, Carter Hart yeah, last Hart year, right? Bad. You had Hart. Martin Jones was probably oh, the worst. Oh, man. Oh, man. Philip Grubauer. I picked him in the second round of fantasy. Who, who are you gonna curse next year? Like I just can't wait. I guess we'll. I feel to like find this. Out. I feel like this is the main reason we even have the podcast going still at this point. Is just like how is James going to ruin a perfectly good, yeah. a perfectly otherwise fine goaltender? Yeah, I'm gonna take Swayman next year, and it's just oh, not gonna work out. All the guys in Boston will be too old to play. And, yeah, yeah. Man, fuck. Like he had maybe the worst year out of any goaltender. Yeah. And no, Carter Hart aware. did last year, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, buddy. Like, guys I've taken haven't aged that well, but it wasn't even that year. Like, I took Matt Murray to win it one year, and, like, he's, you know, he's pretty cooked. But, like... Well, only only saved by the fact that that was the same year I took Carter Hart. So, hmm. you know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My Calder pick. Oh, mm. Fuck. Woof. Oh, I remember. Oh, woof. I remember. Uh, I had Cole Caulfield. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I had Alex Najelkovic. So, at okay. least I got the right team. Yeah. Yeah. He made the best of a bad situation. Yeah, he but, tried. But, he uh, tried. I don't know if he made the best out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. He made okay out of a bad situation. True. Um, my Jack Adams was Mike Sullivan. Uh, Dean Evans. Oh, yeah, he might be in the running, actually. Like, even though I haven't seen other people put him on their yeah. ballot. We're both doing fine. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my my Hart Trophy pick, Junk, uh, mm. Connor McDavid. 
Or Timmy Panarin. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like, my guy could conceivably win. He's a finalist. He's a finalist. Yeah. yeah. No, hmm. I understand. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. All right. They can't all be prize picks. No, I can't. All right. Well, that brings us to the uh, overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, because mm. we got to get the hell out of here and go watch some hockey. Mm. Uh, we're doing game shows. Yeah. Much like the initial playoffs, we love a good game show. Okay. Because the playoffs have been kind of like a game show. In what sense? All the winning and losing. Because you never... Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. In that sense, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Now Compare I've, it to a lot of things, I, I gotta ask. Because I, I, sure. I may have misunderstood the assignment here on this one. Yeah. Current game shows? No. Oh, good. Good. No. Let's do it then. I mean, all of mine are on the air currently in some capacity. But, yeah, you pick whatever I you want. I think one of mine isn't, but I don't actually know. Like, like literally, all I, all I needed from you is just a show where they play a game. It doesn't even need to be for money. Like, you know what I mean? Just something where they're kind of having fun and having some laughs, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, like almost... Actually, one of mine is not monetary-based, so... Really? Uh, it is... Still a game show, but okay, yeah. All right, well, yeah, well, let's like, get let's get you know, in whatever it. you want. Somewhere where there's a host and they play a game. Uh, you're overrated. Wheel of Fortune. Same here. Yeah, it's fine. Vanna White had a good run. Oh no, who do they have now? Vanna retired. Oh, no, no, <laughs> they still got her. It's just long overdue. Oh, it'd be funny if they replaced her but kept Pat Sajak. <laughs> he's funny on Twitter. I'll give him that. Pat, no, I like Pat Sajak. Yeah. Like he's a good host. The show is is good. Yeah. Um, is he Canadian? He maybe. He oh. might. Loves his hockey. Yeah. I was, I was going to be like, you're thinking of Alex Trebek, my guy, but I think you know the difference. Um, yeah, no, Wheel of Fortune's fine. It's just, it's a little dry. Like, I can't really... I don't know if I can even really, like... I watch it maybe once a year. You know? And uh, nothing really goes on, but it is a show that's been on for, like, 40 years without stopping, and everybody watches it, and, like, people love it. And it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't, I don't know. You know? Pat Zajac was a uh, a Vietnam War vet. Okay. I just can't... I can't envision him killing somebody. Well... <laughs> does it mean that he did that, though? Like, technically, if you worked in a kitchen, you're also a vet. Well, we'll have to find out. He's a specialist fifth class. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, I don't know either. My uh, underrated is Hollywood Squares. Ooh. Yes. Is that still going? I don't I, think so. I don't believe so. Yeah, bring no. that shit back. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it was really good oh in its heyday. Oh, my day. God. There was something about turning it on and seeing Whoopi Goldberg in the center square, um, Bruce Valanche to her left or right, and then, like, somewhere around the square would be Gilbert Gottfried. And every time they would call on him, he would just, like, do this weird thing with his hands, waving them around. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm watching him, like, seven years old. I'm, like, who is this guy? And I'm, like, oh, it's Gilbert Gottfried. He's weird. George Alexander was there once a year at least. Yeah, like, yeah. and it was always yeah. a good crew. Uh, Tom Bergeron hosting. True. Fantastic. Um, who would be a center square today if they brought it back next season? Fuck. Who's center square? See, the thing is, is, like, I would almost want to say Whoopi. 
But Whoopi does say things sometimes now where it's like, maybe mm. she's not, like, the best person for a game show. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? She's a little too uh, politically charged, I would say. You I'm, want someone who's just going to come and have a good time. I'm thinking Ellen. She's she's free of that day job now she used to have. Let's Jesus. put her center square. Yeah, that, that show will last a week. Well? Um, hmm, I don't know. That is a good question. David Spade. You know who I feel like it would be? David Spade would be all right, actually. No, I feel like he'd be... Some, you know who it would be? I Correct me if I'm Tom wrong. Tom Bergeron. Yeah, no, okay. I feel like it'd be fucking like Howie Mandel or something. Yeah, I... Is Dale or No Deal still going? No. Mm. No. Right, he's Dale or No Deal, not a bad show. Really. Good the first, like, ten it was fun. you watch. And then you're like, eh. eh. Howie Mandel now hosts a game show. Mm. He hosts Bullshit, mm. which they did a season on Netflix. Hmm. It was alright. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it I don't know if it works in game show form necessarily, but I watched like every episode. It was good. Alright. Yeah. Oh, uh, my underrated is uh to tell the truth, which is the one that I was talking about is not technically for monetary value. Uh for those who don't know, Tell the Truth is a ABC show. ABC. Uh hosted by Anthony Anderson of uh Scary Movie and Eight Mile Fame. Um who uh, the the purpose of the show is you get three people who sit on a panel and uh, each of them are trying to convince you that they are this thing. And they'll all be like, oh, I, I'm, an air, I'm an air traffic controller or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, they'll each say that. And then there's a, a celebrity panel mm-hmm. opposite of them of like three or four people and they'll all ask some questions and try to figure out which one's telling the truth and which two are fucking liars. And uh, also Anthony Anderson's mom just kind of sits off to the side in her own little chair and just makes hilarious comments. Yeah. It's one of those ones where, like, every episode there's maybe one of them where you, like, it's not obvious, but, like, it's it's maybe not as interesting as the other ones. But they all just, like, laugh and have a good time. And they, like, they'll make fun of the panelists and stuff. Um, they often have comedians on there. Mm. And, and, like, good, uh, good casting. Um, like they have interesting people on there, like Joel McHale's on there all the time. Uh, Bob Saget used to be on pretty regularly. Um, Nikki Glazer's on a lot. Like they like they get good notable people. Um, it's Is that great. The same show from like, like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, had, like, Catch Me. So so this show's been on since like 1961. Oh, okay. And it'll air for good like show. it'll air for like eight or nine years, and then it'll get canceled for a, a run, and then they'll bring it back, and then like there's been like eight different versions of the, the show. The title just sounds wrong. I don't know if it was called something else back in the day, but... I think it's always been To Tell the Truth, but I could be that's, wrong. That's a good show, then. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's it's really good. Uh, I watch it basically every time that it's on. And like I said, even if the, if the, if the person's not that interesting or whatever, or it's like an obvious one, the comedians are always hilarious. Mm. It's, it's a good time. Um, yeah, they've, they've had some notable... Like, I turn it on one time... Academy Award nominated person Cynthia Cynthia Arrivo was on there one time. Like, what is going on? How do they get her on television? She's just hanging out. Like, this is cool. So, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Uh, my favorite is Jeopardy. Hmm. Not really a shock there, I don't think. No, it's, no. A, good, it's a really good show. Great show. Re- really good show. And I think it's one where without Trebek we can. It, it needs a moment. We need to take a second. We need to give it a little bit of patience. It'll rebound. It'll rebound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, uh, for me anyway, they, they couldn't have picked two worst fucking hosts when they, when they came out with that. That was... Yeah. The, the problem for me was, like, you, you were never going to pick the right guy to begin with. Like, it didn't matter They could have picked who. somebody likable. Uh, but, like, that's the thing, right? Like, I just find both of them, are, they're just, like, they're like white bread. Like, they're, uh, they're fine. I don't know. I have, I have no hard opinions about either of them. So who did they replace Michael Richards with, though? Did they, did they ever end up replacing him? Ken Jennings and uh, Miam Bialik. Yeah, oh, so they did end up doing Ken Jennings? Yeah. Oh, thank they, God. They kind of split. Oh, okay, I'm good with that. I'll watch Ken Jennings. He's fine. He's a little awkward. But she like, also sucks. Like, there's a lot of reasons she shouldn't be hosting anything, but, uh, I don't know, other networks continue to put her on TV, too. I don't really get that. But, mm. yeah, she sucks. Um, She's smart, though. I, great I think show, that, I think that's, a, that's a, an important part of being the sure, host. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. know your shit, yeah. right? Fucking doctorate, yeah. you know? No, yeah, not every yeah. anti-vaxxer's uh, dumb. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a great show. I, I'm, you know, I, I very much miss Trebek. I can't believe I'm saying this. I almost wish they picked Aaron Rodgers at this point. That's how, how bad I hate. Oh, uh, yeah. Any Baxter's the one for one, there. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she sucks. Um, my favorite is, like... Uh, Black Jeopardy. It, 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 it's, it's, it's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Like, it's sort of the same idea in Jeopardy, where it's just basically just a quiz show, and we'll see how smart you are. Um, but Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, when it first came on, was like, wow, like, you're, here's a chance, a guy's gonna sit down, and a million, or like an hour later, this guy might have a million fucking dollars. And I'm like, that is, when I was like eight years old, I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard of in my life, because I'm eight years old. And uh, Regis Philbin is the funniest person I've ever seen in my life, because I'm eight years old. And I watched the shit out of that every single week with my family. And I got to tell you, I really wish, I mean, uh, for obvious reasons, we can't do it. I, I wish we could bring back the old version of the show mm-hmm. and just put it on TV. For many reasons, we can't do that. Um, but man, in, in, its, in its first run, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, uh, I would also say, to tell the truth, is, is up there. And if you consider it a game show, I'm a, I religiously watch Big Brother, but I don't. I don't really know if it qualifies as a mm. game show necessarily. It's for money, but you know, Regis Philman. Mm. Fun fact. Philman. Yeah. Um, what did I say? Phil. You said Philman. What is it? Phil Bin. Philbin. I've always known it as Philman. That's Phil Bin. That's crazy. I'm learning so much. I've never even heard you say it wrong until right now. Yeah. That's, that's even crazier. Uh, Regis. Anyway, yeah, the man. That, that's it's like Prince. You just need one word. Yeah. Um, he had a, a guest spot on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. I know you're not a fan, but um, I absolutely die every time because it'll. It's a show that they reference from time to time. That doesn't exist, obviously, but they reference it from time to time. And then, like for one episode, they had Regis on as a guest, and he was the host of the game show. And it's literally just heads or tails. Or Regis Philman is like, all right, Jeff, for $200,000, heads or tails? Yeah. And then he'll just flip the coin. And it's it's a hilarious gig, I gotta say. There's, the fact they got Regis in to do it. There's something, hilarious. like, perfect about a show, A, that can get, like, a guest star like that. But also, B... Like, something hilarious about shows that create fake game shows. Yeah. Right? Like, the 30 to 50 ideas that 30 Rock had for, like, a fake game show. Mm-hmm. 
That and too. now they're all actually on television. Yeah, yeah. Um, no you know, like they thought of the Masked Singer before, before the Masked Singer ever thought of the Masked Singer. Like before it became like a, its own being. Yeah. You know, I get a lucid show. being. What a fucking dumb fucking show. There are worse versions of it. I is know. the crazy thing, I right? Know. Like is they're it like, like the Masked Dancer now. Oh man, there's there's like. It's like, how do you, like, at least the singer thing, like, you, you're listening to a voice There's that's different. There's one man where they go up on stage and they're lip-syncing and they try to guess if they're lip-syncing or singing. Like, what are we doing here? Really? Anyway. Your least favorite. Any version of The Masked Singer? Yeah. I guess it is now, yeah. That's Price is Right. Least favorite in general. That show should have died with Bob Barker, who is still alive. Um, Very much so. That game is... It, it's not a good game show. It was a cool show because it had a cool host. And everybody's grandma loved the cool host. It's just... It was just... A, it, it, it's a dumb game show. Like, you get up there. You you do, you get picked, first off. No, you, no, no. You get like, picked. Like, like, go as far into this rant as you want, because I just want you to know that you are being replaced after this episode. You, so you, you get, go right ahead. You, you get, get it all up. You get picked for the game show. Yeah. And then you, you might not even get to play on the game show. Even though you've been picked, you might not get to play. Okay. Now you have to bet on ridiculously priced items... And ridiculously chosen items. Here's a chandelier set that was built in the 15th century by uh, Roman invaders. Have you ever seen The Price is Right? <laughs> sure have. And <laughs> and you sit there. It's not fucking antique hunters. And it's you're excited because I've been picked. Grocery I've store just show. been picked. And you bet something and the asshole next to you goes, 1301. It's like, alright, I guess I'm never fucking playing this game today. And then 1301 buddy wins, so he gets out there. And guess what? Here's the best part. He has no idea what he's about to do. Ridiculous. You're on a game show. You should know what's involved. You should know what's coming. You get up there. Ah, oh, here's Plinko. Oh, good. I'm just going to drop this down and fate will take it. I have no control over what's about to happen. And if it doesn't land in the right slot, I guess I'm just done today. Ha ha ha. No car for me. Instead, the next guy up has to, like, stop a little man yodeling from no, falling No, I, I have to cut you off. I do not want to hear anything about the yodeling man. I forget what the game itself is called, but the yodeling guy rocks. Okay? The little because dude I, rocks. I knew, I knew you were going to fucking go there. The little you, dude rocks. You say what you want about Drew Carey. You say what you want about Plinko, the spin in the wheel, anything you want. I'll be dead. Damned if I'm going to hear any talk about the yodeling. The yodel band rocks. He's being underused. Why do uh, I have to guess the price of band-aids to stop the little man from You know what they should dying? do is get rid of the theme song. They should it, The intro should just be the yodeling man and they should just yodel Absolutely. at the start. <laughs> they should just have a game show called the yodeling man and you oh. yodel on it. In a mask, mm. and then other people try to guess. See, if you're a yodeler. That's the game show that should have been spun off. Not... not the Masked Singer. There should be eight different versions of the Yodeling Man the on yodeling TV. Yodeling Man. You know? Price is Right sucks. Oh, man. Bob Barker rocks. Yeah, well, and that was another thing. It, it was it was if you talked about the Yodeling Man or Bob Barker. Like, those are my two guys. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about them All right. with, with malcontent. Sure. I, I won't hear of that. Mm. I, uh... 
I'm trying to think, like, what the guy... The guy who does, like, the intros and stuff, I can't even remember his name either. No, me neither. Yeah, they... they fuck. Michael Haggerty? I don't know. Okay. <sighs> well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I do. Uh, you've been wrong before, and you'll be wrong again. Um, Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Um... My mine was was easy. I I had uh, I had a different game show, and then like five minutes uh, before we did the UFL, I thought to myself, "All right, the show that's on after the Price is Right, uh, which is Let's Make a Deal." Um, now it's one thing for that show to exist, you know, pick what's behind this door, and you know, let's negotiate a deal or whatever. Like that in general sucks. I will say Wayne Brady rocks, but yeah. what I what I don't like is that the price is right will end, mm-hmm. and you know I'm probably homesick if I'm watching the fucking well, you, as, price as is as right. They are. Yeah. So I, I'll get up to make a tea or something, and I come back down. It's twelve oh five, and I walk into my living room, and there's like some woman in a fucking chicken costume, and she's like, "Oh, that's my husband over there," and he's like wearing a banana. And there's a bunch of, like, people dressed as monkeys and fucking daffodils sitting around. That's the one thing I don't get about that And show. I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I just left. We did, played a nice game about, you know, grocery store prices for an hour and we were yodeling. Everyone was having a good time, getting their pets spayed and neutered. Normal things that you should expect to see on a game show. And I'm sitting here and people are dressed up as a fucking cupcake. Ridiculous. And then there's two hosts. There's two of them. Like, no, I've seen shows where they have a couple hosts and they got someone on the side. They've all got a purpose. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a... Jane Krakowski show, hosts, like, a singing show now. And Randy Jackson's just, like, the band leader. And every once in a while, they go over and, like, what do you think about that, Randy? Be like, I sure do love the Beatles. And it's like, they just move on. And it's like, you know what I mean? They're having a good, fun time. Like, Zoe Deschanel hosts that dating show. And, like, Michael Bolton's just singing songs off to the side all the time. That's fine. I don't watch TV. There's legitimately... No these are real things. <laughs> I'm not making any of that up. But there's legitimately two hosts. One of them's Wayne Brady. The other one is a guy that looks like Ken Jennings, but isn't Ken Jennings. And I have no fucking clue who he's supposed to be. That show sucks. It sucks. I'm really glad we just spent the last, like, 20 minutes getting, like, fired up about games. More than we did about anything hockey. Because we have to go watch a game show (laughs) of itself in in a few minutes. The hockey stuff, we did not strike a nerve with each other. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, the Leafs might make it to the conference finals and play the Calgary Flames in the Stanley Cup finals. Ah, that all sounds very normal. The yodeling man will not be disrespected. (laughs) Yeah. That's the title of the episode, The Yodeling Man. Yeah, you, um, you knew it, I just typed yeah. it in, yeah. I, I'm, I'm James Cole, I didn't say that earlier, but if you didn't figure it out by now, there's a problem. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if we're pulling in that many new listeners, so I, mm. I feel like they, they would have got it. <laughs> Not but. when we're off with COVID doing one episode a month. That's fair. Uh, I'm Brutes Battaglia, you can check out the high button, they're, uh, they're good people, and I'm a, part of their, button. I'm a part of their stuff. The highest so. of the buttons. Yeah. The one button... Not a lot of people do up, you mm-hmm. might say. Yeah. I uh, have been there for, what, a couple years now? I still actually don't know where the name came from. I 
I'll have to figure that out. I will be in Halifax in a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, where the high button is uh, run okay. is based okay. from, yeah. and I will try to get to the bottom of it because if I don't see any of the guys. Uh, people know who they are, so I'm just going to ask around and try to figure it out. I'll get back to you. That's great. Yeah, I need to know that. Yeah, I'll Thank see what you. I can find out Thank when you. I'm there. The listeners have been asking, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Well, I guess, We're good. Uh, I guess uh, congratulations or not to any yeah. and all teams that won during this time. Since we yeah. Talked, so. Well, I don't. I, I don't think we're recording again tomorrow. So uh, presumably, every team will have won or lost wow. by the next Good time point. we. T- yeah. Like it will be round two. Congratulations. Maybe to all round the teams. three. Um, you did your best. Yeah. Con- congratulations, Maybe. all. Congratulations. Uh, we'll try to get one in before the long weekend, but we'll see. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Close now, let me